Welcome to the Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. The monsters are all so excited. With the Monster King about to arrive, Theo and Molly have to deal with the demands of his snooty advisor. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Anne McNaughton. The Waiting The boat crashed loudly against the side and Theo fell, fell into the water. Except now it wasn't water, it was soft and squishy and it was all over him. He kicked and struggled for a few moments before he realised that the thing was his duvet. The boat was his bed and the loud banging noise was something knocking on the window. He looked over to the side of the ceiling where his clock projected the time... 12.01. It was just past midnight. Why would someone be bashing on his window? Yawning, he persuaded his limbs to move and made his way to the window. He opened it, then saw a bright orange blob bouncing from the floor, ricocheting from the trees, the walls, the roof, the top of the greenhouse. It could only be one thing. Hugo! Theo hissed as loudly as he dared. He really didn't want Mum and Dad to look out of their window and suddenly see a monster. What are you doing? Hugo bounced straight up to the window suddenly and Theo stumbled backwards. It's Saturday, Theo, Hugo said. That's right, isn't it? After midnight, the day changes. So the King of the Monsters is coming today. So we're all waiting for him, and I came to get you. Oh, er, said Theo, who wasn't feeling particularly bright. Part of him still felt as though he were in that capsizing boat from his dream. Come on, Theo, everyone is waiting, Hugo said, then bounced in the window and started bouncing around Theo's room, knocking over just about everything he touched. Footballs, books, pencil cases, stuffed toys, cars. Theo dived onto the floor and caught him and held him still and silent, waiting to see if his parents had woken. There was silence. They had not. All right, Theo hissed into Hugo's ear. I'll come and see everyone. It was unlikely, surely, that the King of the Monsters would arrive right now at three minutes past midnight. But despite also wanting to be asleep, Theo wanted to make sure. Hugo promised to stay still while Theo pulled on some clothes. Then Hugo bounced out of the window as Theo crept silently through the house, out the back door and into Wickety Woods. Theo had been into the woods at night before. The monsters usually made the most of the relative freedom of the darkness, celebrating the absence of humans with parties and dances, songs and more. But tonight the woods were eerily quiet. Theo was glad of Hugo bouncing along beside him. They went all the way to the centre of the woods, to the clearing under which the monsters had built an underground palace for the king of the monsters. Theo stepped into the clearing and then almost fell over in surprise. 
in neat lines around the edge were all the monsters he had ever seen in the forest, and a good many that he hadn't seen too. Each of them was as clean as could be, standing up straight and staring up at the sky, not moving a muscle. Theo had never seen anything like it. The monsters were usually rowdy, loud, boisterous, chatty, helpful, annoying. Anything, but never still, never silent. Ahem. Theo turned his head. Matilda, looking fluffier than ever, was hovering beside his head. Her eyes were bright and she spoke in a hushed voice, as people do when they're at a museum or a library. Theo stared around the clearing again and then back at Matilda. The King of the Monsters is a really, really big deal then, he managed to say. She looked at him reproachfully. Of course he is, Theo. Are you going to wait all night, he said, feeling unaccountably cross that all the wonderful monsters were so overawed by this king. Of course, Matilda repeated. Theo rolled his eyes. You can come and get me when he arrives then. I have a feeling I'm going to need my sleep. And then he turned around and stomped back through the forest, back into the garden and back to bed, where he tossed, turned and jumped between strange dreams until his mum came in to get him in the morning. You're having Saturday breakfast at Molly's, remember? She said, opening his curtains. He looked out at the blue sky outside. It was a relief to leave his dream-addled mind behind. He took a deep breath. They had arranged the breakfast before they had known about the King of the Monsters arriving. But surely the monsters would let him know, or it would be obvious, or he would just get that strange monster hunter sense he got sometimes. It would be fine. So Theo got out of bed, got dressed again, hugged his parents, then went out and walked across the village to Molly's house. Molly was a monster hunter too, of course, and when she opened the door to him, her eyes were full of questions. Theo shook his head, but couldn't do more because their other friends, Evie and Sam, were there too. Breakfast was amazing. They decided that the cure for a bad night's sleep was definitely a pile of Molly's amazing, fluffy, thick pancakes covered with berries, bacon and syrup. The four of them laughed together about the week they had had at school with the bizarre Professor Toadspawn in the forest and talked about TV and books and sports. Theo almost forgot that he was a monster hunter, waiting to welcome the one and only King of the Monsters into his wood that was definitely too small to hide him for any length of time. He almost forgot that he, Molly and the monsters had to try to keep the King of the Monsters happy until Mr Sebastian assembled the Monster Council and persuaded them to move him on. He almost forgot that the monsters themselves were completely obsessed with the King and wouldn't be happy about the secret plot. He almost forgot, almost. But all of it changed when the sounds started and the ground began to shake. The sounds were like sirens mixed with music. 
There was a tune, but it was strange and wild and piercing at the same time. The ground shifted beneath them as though they were on a ride or an escalator. One, two, three, four, five times. The sound came from the forest and then it stopped. Molly and Theo looked at each other, then blurted out words at the same time. I have to go, Theo said, just as Molly said, see you later. Evie and Sam were left confused with the rest of the pile of pancakes as the monster hunters raced towards the woods. They went to the hollow tree, each placing a top hat on their heads, putting a remote control into their pocket and grabbing the long stick. Without even speaking, they knew that they wanted their monster hunting gear right now. They went to the clearing, tearing through the undergrowth until they came to it. The monsters were still stood around the outside, although now they looked confused and put out. In the middle of the clearing were five monsters, who looked very different from any Theo had ever seen before. They were identical, very tall with bottle green skin and, strangest of all, clothes. They wore pristine uniforms covered in buttons and badges and colours and embroidery. They had very large noses beneath four eyes each and all of them were looking down their noses very pointedly. One of them stepped forward. The king of the monsters is due to arrive and it seems you are far from ready. Theo thought he had never heard anyone sound so unimpressed and it definitely wasn't fair. He took a deep breath and stepped forward. Welcome to Wickety Woods. I'm Theo, a monster hunter here. We have got everything ready that we know of. Perhaps I can show you. The monster looked at him like someone looks at a cookie in which they have just found an unwelcome raisin. I am High Lord Snondelberg, chief advisor to the king. Show me. Theo raised his eyebrows at the monster's rudeness, but stepped forward and began to lead him into the cave and show him all the work they had done to prepare. High Lord Snondelberg didn't say anything at all, but Theo was pretty sure that he was impressed. They stepped out into the light again. We had to do it this way because we can't have people seeing the monsters, you know, so we made it underground. We are uh, so excited for the king to come. Everyone has worked very hard. High Lord Snondelberg sniffed and immediately the four other monsters like him did it too. Theo saw Molly stifle a giggle. Very good. I see you have carried out my instructions adequately. The welcome ceremony then, that is ready too. Theo opened his mouth to say something, but no words came out. A welcome ceremony? They didn't know anything about that. But Molly stepped forward and spoke smoothly. Hello, I'm Molly. We've been preparing a welcome ceremony. Perhaps you could inform us when the king will actually arrive so that we can uh, make it perfect. The High Lord shifted his gaze to Molly, who looked straight back at him. Theo stood up a bit straighter, infected by her courage. 
The High Lord sniffed again, and then the other monsters did too. After a long time, as though he were trying to think of any reason to not give them the information they wanted, he spoke. He will arrive at eight o'clock in human time. He expects to be impressed. We will rejoin him now. Make sure you do well, tiny monster hunters. And then there was a loud thud and the ground shook and the High Lord rocketed into the sky, followed by the others. They were gone. Theo let out a long breath. (sighs) Well done. Tricklemore appeared at the edge of the clearing and stepped towards them. Theo hadn't noticed, but Tricklemore had not been here all day. The King's monsters are a very different lot from all of us, but you did well. But now we need to think of a welcome ceremony or something, and we have to make up some story so that everyone isn't really suspicious about all those noises earlier. If there's one thing these monsters do know how to do, it's throw a party, Molly said firmly. I'm not worried about that at all. Theo gave her a faint smile. As for the strange noises, Tricklemore said thoughtfully, maybe one story isn't the thing. I believe news spreads quickly in villages. Molly nodded and Tricklemore continued, just tell a few people slightly different things. Soon everyone will have a different idea of what it was. I believe it's a strategy Mr Sebastian has used a number of times. Theo and Molly were impressed at the idea and decided to put it into place as soon as they had organised the party. Molly spoke to the Norfolos and planned a menu featuring lots of sausages, cookies and cakes. Theo asked the Glondils to write a special song for the occasion and found that the young Tylos had some lightning stored up and could put it on display, a display of lights across the sky. He asked other monsters to dance, to light up the air, to play music, to glow or stomp or sway. It was all coming together. Then Theo and Molly walked out of the forest, trying to think of different things to tell people. Molly told the shopkeeper that someone had seen an old car driving straight at the forest with music on full volume, but that it had gone away. Theo told Mr Clamworth that someone had told him there was filming going on in the woods. They both told Evie and Sam, who they bumped into and had to apologise to for running off earlier, that someone had said something about a hot air balloon. By the time Theo got home for lunch, his mum was telling Dad about someone filming something about a hot air balloon in the woods. Theo hid a smile as he tucked into his toasties. He didn't really like lying to people, but sometimes it was just needed to protect the monsters. After lunch, he went back to the woods where the monsters were hard at work again, rehearsing and preparing and cooking. Amazing smells came from everywhere, and sounds and sights too. 
Theo grinned. The king of the monsters was sure to be impressed. Tea time came quickly, and afterwards he had to persuade Mum and Dad to let him go back into the woods. He was pretty sure Mum and Dad wouldn't let him go if they knew that the friends he was talking about were monsters. They gathered again in the hidden clearing in the middle of the woods. This time Theo felt the anticipation, the excitement growing, and he grinned at Molly, whose face showed that she felt the same. The minutes ticked by, and then it was eight o'clock. Look! A small blue ronsting called out, fixing its eyes on the heavens and pointing with a stubby, eight-fingered hand. There was a shadow in the sky, moving against the wind. It was huge. It came nearer and nearer, and all of them stared. When it was not far off, and there was no mistaking that it wasn't a helicopter or anything, Theo signalled with his hand, and the monsters started. The bants trumpeted. The young Tylos sent lightning flashing into the sky. Drums sounded, glowing lights danced, and a wild and beautiful song sounded out. The monsters were throwing everything into it. Theo could see tears at their eyes, could see them smiling and laughing. The shape got closer and closer until it obscured the sky above them. When it reached tree level, every living thing in the clearing scrambled as it became clear that it was going to take up the whole space. Theo saw a flutter of a thousand wings and a strange texture like carpet. And then he dived out of the way as it landed. The music stopped, the sounds and the dances and everything. Theo stood. Above him, hundreds of small winged monsters fluttered up into the sky. The floor had been covered by a huge, thick cloth. And in the middle of it was a huge mass, not very visible against the dark sky. The High Lord Snondelberg appeared from behind it. Announcing the King of the Monsters, he called out. And then somehow the clearing filled with light and Theo was staring into the face of the strangest thing he had ever seen. It was enormous. That was the first thing. No monster he had seen had prepared him. It was covered in wiry, thick hair over rolls and rolls of flesh. Huge feet stuck out from underneath, with ferocious claws covered in gold. He had short arms, four horns, three glaring, greedy eyes and a lumpen nose. He was staring straight at Theo, and then he spoke. His voice was like an earthquake and thunder at once. Monsters! lived in disarray, in terror and in hiding. We were hunted and terrorised. We dwindled and diminished. We were isolated and alone. Until my ancestor, Hulfrun the Horrible, gathered us together. He made us 
a group. He created the monsterdom, bringing us together as a fierce and wonderful entity. Now I, Holborwen, am the king. I have come to visit my subjects. You are greatly honoured. From the corner of his eye, Theo could see the monsters all around him bowing very, very low to the ground. A small frown puckered his forehead. This was so weird. He stepped forward and did a short, stiff bow. Welcome, Your Majesty, to Wickety Woods. I am a monster hunter here, and these the monsters. We are honoured indeed. The King of the Monsters raised a large, bristly eyebrow. And? Theo looked around, hoping for someone to help, but no one was looking up. Uh, we built you an underground palace with llamas and everything. Would you like to see it? The king growled and the trees shook. The High Lord stepped forward again. The monsters shall party and revel for the whole night. Then tomorrow the king shall see his quarters. But the people will notice, Molly said, springing up beside Theo. We can't be too loud or... That is your concern, the monster king said, then made a signal. The High Lord and his helpers dived into the trees and gathered a few monsters, then arranged them into a shape. The king sat on them. Theo's eyes widened. One of the monsters being squashed squealed and the king kicked hard. Music, food, dance, go. The king sounded bored, but the monsters around the clearing leapt into action, swirling and dancing and playing. Theo and Molly gave each other long looks. What can we do? Molly hissed, and Theo shrugged. For now, let's hope that Tricklemore's stories hold up, and let's hope that Mr Sebastian comes back soon. The two of them stayed in the clearing a little longer, but the king paid them no notice at all, and all the monsters were too busy entertaining him to speak to them either. Molly watched as the king poured her perfect chocolate chip cookies into his mouth and ate sausages like they were smarties. There wasn't much point in them being there anymore, and soon they turned to go home to their parents, saying goodbye at the hollow tree. As he walked back to his house, Theo realised that though he had seen many monsters before, he had not seen anything truly monstrous until today. The End Thanks for listening. Hope you're having a great Easter holidays. Don't forget, you can catch up on all our series right here on the podcast. And... 
We'd love to see any pictures of the characters and adventures that you draw. Ask your friend to email us or share on Instagram.